This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm going to be discussing a topic of envy. Envy is a really highly toxic emotion and feeling. With more comparison culture on social media now than ever, some people use this as a way to express and live out their individuality, expressing their uniqueness and celebrating this. But it can also be really triggering for others that see these other people in their same field or living completely different lifestyles than them, living a way that they do and they can't help comparing themselves to these other individuals. It can be triggering to see that other people within the same field are doing better or differently than them. We're all blessed with certain gifts and the potential we reach with those gifts is really up to us at the end of the day and at the end of our lives. You are doing your best and others are also doing their best as well. There's a major barrier that gets in the way of this happening and this is envy. Envy is defined as a feeling of discontented or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. Also, it is considered to be a desire or quality in regards to possession or other desirable attribute belonging to usually somebody else. Now, it's no fun to feel envy or jealousy because both make you feel inadequate. Envy is when you want what somebody else has but jealousy is when you're worried someone's trying to take what you have. Envy comes from the Latin word invader, which actually means look upon. Envy is caused by a dissatisfaction with self-image, your perception of your actual stature. This dissatisfaction also called low self-esteem or low self-appraisal of your actual stature can arise because you feel inferior to the person that you envy and envy is related to shame. Now, both envy and jealousy are rooted in the emotions of fear, which is another really toxic emotion. And I think I was really kind of raised to fear none, respect all. And I think those are really good things to live by if they can be implemented in your life. But to be afraid of someone else's shine, stealing something away from your own is not plausible. The fact of the matter is someone else shining bright does not steal away from your own shine. When you get sucked into the trap of trying to prove you are better than somebody else or that you can live up to their purpose better than them, you end up completely missing the option to express your own purpose and live the life you are intended to live and all of the gifts that are along your path. You know, that's kind of like just stay in your lane and really for the best purposes. Envy is considered one of the seven deadly sins in Christian religion for a reason and is found in many other religions supporting that envy is apparent regardless of culture, socioeconomic status, ethnicity, gender, age, etc. We see it on playgrounds and in boardrooms alike and it really is everywhere. We are each a masterpiece of our own right and have a meaningful purpose in our lives when we use the gifts that we have been given towards a spirit-filled expression. Some people seek to live out someone else's purpose, their parents' purpose, their own conceived purpose, or without a purpose. 
As I mentioned in my TEDx talk back in 2016, there are a lot of prohibiting and inhibiting factors as well as enabling and positive factors that can help people in this contemporary time we live in to either harm their journey of self-realization or follow it. It's a very holistic process. There are a host of different guiding tools and ideologies that can be taken into consideration on this path. However, at the end of the day, it takes developing a healthy relationship with yourself looking at what you've been blessed with, looking at what you can work on, and seeking to discover the positives along this journey that we're on individually but collectively, even if we don't know what it is, and even seeking out the things that you're like, I don't know if I'd be good at this, but I'm going to try to figure out if I am. Making the best possible life out of what you have been given with those gifts through service. We see this on social media when, when people are leaving everything from hate comments to things like hashtag goals on other people's posts or I wish I had your life, I wish I had your body, you're so blessed, etc. A simple shift towards a compliment or seeking inspiration from someone else's experience could be a really important thing. Rather than envying the person, being like, wow, that's awesome that they've been, you know, gifted with whatever this is and I want to celebrate that. I think it's amazing. Envy is so secret because it lives in the mind and it is extremely destructive. We may see another who has more and think we need more or should want more in order to be happy and that pursuit of happiness ends up being a very contrived kind of happiness rather than one that comes from within. Envy is wanting what another person has for the reason being that once you have it, you will be happy versus being happy with what you have in the present moment. When you envy somebody else, it devalues you and your uniqueness. One of the craziest things that I think is so prominent is how effective the body modification, cosmetic plastic surgery industries have become in its regard to being taken to like extremes where people are literally trying to become a Ken Barbie doll on shows like Botched. I've probably watched about half of a segment of it in attempt to understand where these people's heads are at, why they want to look a certain way. Listen, getting a few things done here or there for medical reasons or little changes or refreshments here and there, I find that to be totally understandable and everybody has every right to do whatever they want with their body. That's a very individual decision. However, I think the wanting to look like a completely different person or change aspects of yourself that make you look completely different or like another person specifically, I think that there are deeper psychological issues going on that cannot be fixed by a plastic surgeon. They may need the attention of a psychologist. You know, we see this a lot with young girls and young women now that are getting pumped full of fillers and wanting to look like they've had a ton of work done, getting Brazilian butt lifts, you know, really to meet this almost toxic form of beauty that is so such an unreasonable standard. You know, it just seems to be the age we live in. But I think there are a lot of people out there that still enjoy and celebrate whatever their body looks like. And I think that that's really awesome to see as well. You know, even if you have a twin, you are a unique being. It's not that you're one in a million. It's that you are one of you ever. Like that's the only one that's ever going to be in the universe. No one has your unique talents, your mindset, your outlook, experiences, fingerprint. Only man attempts to make clones, but at this point has not been able to do so in the human realm to my knowledge. 
Envy wants to be somebody else, look like somebody else, have the talents and abilities of somebody else, and have the life of another person. Envy is blind to the sense that you are blind to your own gifts, blessings, uniqueness, and talents. It is an insult to yourself to envy another person. There are people that come from all walks of life, all different races, ages, cultures around the world overcoming adversity, and they are finding a way to make their success happen using what they have, and you are no less capable. I am no less capable. All of the people that you look onto in the world that you may have envied in the past because they have this or that or whatever, guess what? They still experience unhappiness. And they probably envy other people and want other people's lives. They are still faced with challenges every single day that you may not even know anything about. They might be different than yours when it comes to the challenges, but they still end up having to be faced. Everything has a cost. I know for me, the reason why I don't seek to covet others is because not only know how incredibly toxic that is, but I wouldn't want to give up my body, my mind, my blessings, gifts, abilities, family, friends, health, my meditation practice especially, these things that make me so happy to inherit somebody else's issues. Because what we see on the outside is not always the clearest picture of what's actually going on in people's lives. And there's a lot of other things that need to be done in order to take care and manage a lot of those things. It's another reason I don't ever wish to go back and be a younger age or wish to go back in time. Not that that's possible, but because I actually really am grateful for the things that I've learned and worked through as a result of all of the things that I've grown through and learned from to get to where I am in my life today and given me the wisdom that I have today. When you can take time to grow from your difficult experiences, which we all experience differently, we gain insights that are priceless and that can be shared as inspiration to others. Really, when we look at the root of envy, we find insecurity. Now, we all experience different insecurities at different times in our life, and this is perfectly normal. It's okay to feel insecure, and it's also totally okay to let those insecurities go. Own whatever you think is really holding you back and rock what you got going on, not allowing it to keep you from enjoying your life. One of the things that comes to mind is, you know, I see people on the beach, ladies especially on the beach these days, feeling good in their own skin, rocking all kinds of bikinis and outfits, and just owning it. Sure, they might have a little lumps and bumps or whatever, but, you know, realistically, I don't think it matters if they look like they should be in the editorial section of Vogue in order to feel comfortable enjoying a day at the beach, and I'm glad that they don't feel that way either. Many models have even spoken out publicly to when even when they were at the peak of their career and they were extremely you know, successful, they were also extremely insecure. And it pains me to hear this because regardless of whatever's going on in your life, you deserve to feel good about yourself, enjoy each stage of your life to the best you can, and feel good in your skin. It is also important to work on your own insecurities because the more insecure you are or allow yourself to be, the more you will envy others. You will think that confidence is something that's outside of you and in another person or in products or in all these other types of services if you looked away or whatever, but it's actually within you just the way you are right now. And I empathize with you listening that this is oftentimes way easier said than done and that there can be real reasons you feel envy for someone else. Maybe life dealt you a really challenging situation that changes the course of your life And the life that you thought you were building for yourself seemed to take a turn for the worst. The amazing thing is, is that there are people from all walks of life sharing the adversity that they've gone through 
rarely denouncing the hard work and sacrifices that it's taken for them to achieve it, and we can be inspired by their resilience as we continue on our own path in hopes to do the same. Envy will also divide your attention. This exaggerates what others have, what they are, and minimizes what you have and who you are. What are you serving? Are you serving a higher power, yourself, Amazon.com? You know, you have to choose at the end of the day what you want to serve. Speaking for myself personally, I'm in a pursuit of what God made me to be in this lifetime. I seek to have a spirit-filled expression of my gifts. I don't care what society thinks or what anyone thinks of me or oftentimes even what I think of myself. I know that the mind can play tricks on you, lie to you, tell you all sorts of things, but you know, there's this guiding voice in my conscience that leads me through my life as well as, you know, even external circumstances, things that I've been blessed with that I've even sought to stray away from in the past or move away from that were actually incredibly positive for me that by grace itself continued to come back into my life and that's been a really important guiding force. You can choose to believe what you want and that's a gift we have as individuals with free will. This is just what I choose to pursue, and I'm pretty stoked with where I'm at, struggles and all. When it comes to envy, it is a key tool in marketing, dividing your attention, appealing to your ego, and selling you oftentimes things that you don't actually need. You know, whether it's a car, vacation, lifestyle, product, all of these things are being sold to us when we're in a distracted state from what really matters in life. Now, data is more valuable than oil. And companies are now using things like cookies more than ever to track preferences and market to us more effectively. Keeping up with the Joneses, or I guess the Kardashians at this point, is a saying for a reason. People want to have, or rather feel, like a have rather than a have not. Like they're a part of something good and acceptable, and they're on trend, and they're this or that. You know, but self-esteem is not a problem money can solve. It's an internal job. There are people buried in possessions that are some of the most unhappy people in life. This, you know, internal monologue of I gotta have it or she did it so I have to. People take beautiful experiences in life at the same time and turn them into a damn mess over envy. Think about Christmas or even in today's society, children's birthday parties. You know, moms are like, I've got to top that. I've got to do a better job than she did. You know, so my kid's the most important or whatever. And trust me, working in the competitive dance industry with children, I've seen things get very out of hand, unfortunately, which I'm not exactly going to go into detail right now. Envy can cause a progression of other unhealthy behaviors. If someone envies another person other than his or her spouse, it could contribute to him or her cheating in their relationship, which is devastating and a traumatizing experience for their partner. Envy can cause somebody to steal because they want something and they believe that they would not be able to achieve it or have it in any other way. Envy can cause you to lie to get more attention or even negate responsibility of guilt in a situation, for example, what we saw with Michelle Carter and Conrad Roy. Michelle knew that Conrad wanted to end his life, and she conspired to help him in order to complete this, and the prosecutor claims that she did this not because she really cared about him, but because she wanted to gain attention from others and feel important. There are other ways to go about achieving those types of results, if that's an ideal for you, without needing 
someone else to die, especially in her case, and unfortunately for Conrad. You know, even murder and violence, when we look at the root of it, sometimes it is envy for power. Envy is actually an act of worship or idolization. And I did do an episode on this a little while back, so if you want to hear it, it's available for you. It's also a question of moral priorities, arguably. Now, since I've discussed a lot of what envy is and how it can be really destructive in people's lives, how do we get rid of this? First thing you want to do is don't compare yourself to others. Don't look at the differences. Don't look at how much they have and how much you don't or how you're different. You know, if anything at all, try to find ways in which you are similar beneath the skin, spiritually, mentally. But social media really feeds comparison of people's spouses, jobs, lifestyles. And we live in a culture which ends up being very self-congratulatory as well. You know, my kids are the best, or my whatever, I ran this marathon, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's always going to be someone out there who has more, who has less, and the thing is, one will fill you with envy, and another may fill you with pride. You might see somebody who has, quote-unquote, less than you, and think, oh, like, I'm so much better than them. <laughs> like, like, that's not healthy either. To contrast that, it's, this is, like, I really feel content to celebrate other people and cheer them on and be like, wow, like they've been able to accomplish that because I think for most of the people that I know in my life, I take time to know the adversity that they've been through and like know that we've all gone through challenges and struggles. And you'll see that when I interview people as guests on the show, it's like a lot of people's adversity can actually be a catalyst towards them going after things in their life and seeking to heal that and finding a lot of beautiful experiences in that process. So oftentimes we see people's stage moments, but there's always a ton of stuff that's going on behind the scenes, backstage, in rehearsals, and things that nobody sees that I feel like I've had the the privilege to know a lot of that stuff in confidence um, and confidentiality. But, you know, I just know that like whatever we see on the outside is not the full picture. So it's you're really lying to yourself if you think that other people's lives are so great. You know, you sit down with a person and talk to them for a while. In my experience, they'll open up to you about some of the things that they've been through. And those are things that people can connect on because we all go through adversity. And rather than compare, find where we can find the similarities and appreciate one another and really learn to be joyful over other people's success. I feel like when you're content within yourself and you understand, yeah, I've been through these things, I'm doing my best to get through them, it allows you to celebrate others, cheer them on, and share experiences, good or difficult times with them, as life is a shared experience. I find things that I've been through in my life inspiring when I look back on the past and think, wow, I went through that and I'm still here, you know, to get me through different challenges in life and even things others have been through inspiring to help me navigate things I may never experience or maybe I haven't experienced them yet. Unfortunately, parents can unknowingly be modeling this for their children. They might be comparing one parent to another, comparing, you know, the mom to another mom if it's the dad, or even the mom comparing her husband to another husband, being like, why don't you do this for the kids? Comparing the kids to someone else's kids, comparing the kids to each other, comparing themselves to another person. 
all this type of stuff, I mean, it ends up being really harmful at the end of the day. And I really do believe everybody is doing the best they possibly can with the knowledge that they have. And there's always room for improvement, which really is an individual responsibility. But how that's communicated can be in more of an inspirational way or it can be really detrimental. So it's important to be conscious of that type of communication. Oftentimes, it can be much easier to weep with people when they weep than celebrate with others when they celebrate. You know, when people are going through a rough time, it can feel a lot easier to console and lift them up and lift people out of a difficult time. However, to do it for yourself when things go bad or when you see somebody else succeed, it threatens your existence sometimes and makes you feel like you question everything and anything about yourself. Because you see, wow, this person succeeded. Am I not doing enough? What do I need to do? Am I good enough? All these types of questions can come up for people and it threatens us. It brings up feelings of regret and resentment and maybe think, oh, I should have just worked harder and I'm not as good as this person. All these really negative things to affirm in your life that are not going to really help you in any aspect in terms of growth unless it's in kind of a negative direction. And you can even end up being a pest in someone's life rather than a blessing. If you're not able to, you know, if you're just like being sarcastic and making comments about how whatever they've achieved is not that great. I mean, we can see this, you know, sometimes within a family structure, within a group of friends, within a work environment, within competitive environments when it comes to sports and things. These types of things come up. You know, envy comes up oftentimes with the person that you work with. Influencers against influencers makeup gurus against other makeup gurus, athletes and athletes, business people amongst themselves, writers with other writers, politicians with other politicians, academics with other academics, brides with other brides planning their weddings, models and other models, moms with other moms. I could go on. You know, it's oftentimes our peers which can be the most triggering to us because they're doing the same things as you but just a little bit different. And sometimes it's that minuscule gap that can be even more, you know, something that just gets under your skin more so than looking at somebody who's like the founder of a huge company or a big CEO or like, you know, the president of the United States or some other country, you know, because it's just like there's such a maybe a huge gap between the average individual and somebody who's in that type of a position. You're just like, okay, well, that's interesting, but I don't really want their life anyway. With your peers, it can be a little bit, a little bit more um, challenging, you know, but envy really does devalue and destroy relationships. It causes misery and it never ends. I feel like we end up seeing representations of this on like those housewives shows and stuff, none of which I've ever actually watched, but I think in all of the kind of advertisements and things, it just seems to be a bit of a selling point is like, this lady against the other lady and I don't know. I don't I don't know what people enjoy about those shows, but I guess it's kind of a guilty pleasure maybe. But it's more of those things. It's like there's there ends up being very little to compare one person to another because it's just their lives are so similar and then it gets down to these like nitty gritty details and all the super, super vain stuff. So I think when you're able to just be happy for people, it won't allow those relationships to be destroyed because you'll genuinely be happy for another person. I think when we can learn to be joyful for other people's success, it's a huge, huge trait to have and to value because then you can be joyful all the time. 
You know, if you wait in life to only be happy when good things happen to you, you might as well resign yourself to being miserable all the time, unless you want to change your outlook to being more grateful for the little things throughout the day, you know, in your life. And then, you know, that's a good practice to have too. But if you're only waiting for like, oh, I'm only going to be happy when this major life event happens or this other thing happens to me and I'm not going to be happy for other people when it happens. <laughs> I mean, like that just ends up being such a waste of time and you're going to end up being really miserable. You know, we are blessed with more than what we even deserve half the time or even some would argue all the time. And that's life's grace in a way. You know, if you have the option to make happiness a choice, please take it. You know, if happiness is a bit harder for you to achieve, that's okay too. Know that you're absolutely not alone. You know, many people deal with varying degrees of depression or mental illness and, you know, other disturbances in their life that can make it really difficult to feel happy. And toxic positivity can be really destructive in this aspect. It's totally okay to not feel happy all the time. And it's important to feel a range of emotions and feel okay feeling a range of emotions and not be shamed into needing to feel grateful and blessed and happy all the time. Because sometimes we don't feel that way and that's okay. But we don't want to dwell in that state either. Those are the times we kind of need to take a deep breath and look inside of our soul and kind of get back to really what matters in life. And if you do need help with that, there are people that dedicate their lives with an empathetic approach to help people get there because they know the struggle of the pursuit of happiness themselves and even just a sense of well-being for some can be a huge challenge. It can pose even more of a challenging circumstance for those that are dealing with things like a chemical imbalance, different health challenges, and more. You know, envy can unfortunately be a huge trigger for those with depressive symptoms, which is why it's all the more reason to manage as many of the contributing variables as possible as you travel the path you are on in your life. You know, again, someone else's candle going out will not make yours burn brighter, just as your candle burning brighter doesn't make someone else's more dim. We have to use the candle that we have to light somebody else's who's might be going out. And we can do that by using our gifts and our abilities in our life to help do that. When you're grateful for who you are, what you have, hopefully you're able to surround yourself with other people that feel this way about you in life. That's a real blessing. Envy is that voice within that says, why them? Why do they have this? Why don't I have that? Why are they blessed with this and that and the other? However, there are people who have so much less and, you know, that same question can be used towards why are those people homeless? Why are those people dealing with drug addiction? Why are those people the ones who dealt with sexual abuse? Why do these countries not have infrastructure? Why are they not able to feed their community? Why are these people destined to live in, you know, refugee camps and I'm blessed with a, a roof over my head and food in my belly? Why them? What can you do to bridge that gap and do it through service? Philanthropy. Sometimes people will think, oh, it's not fair that I don't have this or that, and this person does. But sometimes I think, you know, just the opposite. It's like it's not fair that other people have to deal with really challenging circumstances while others don't. You know, life is not always fair in that respect, that good things sometimes happen to people that do really, really horrible actions. And bad things can happen to people that are really, really 
good people. And it's just really sad to see that sometimes. But unfortunately, it's a fact of life. And the best thing we can do is to, again, give back in the ways that we can. Contentment really is a cultivated state. It's not biologically natural. We are usually biologically programmed to acquire more resources, more shelter, more safety, more security, all those types of things. Like that's what we are biologically programmed to do. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I've heard CEOs talk about acquiring more and wanting to earn more money and sell more products to help more people to acquire those funds so they can give people more jobs so they can give back more. You know, I think when that is the mindset, that's really wonderful because it's working to, again, bridge that gap between people that have certain blessings and some people that don't have that. I think sometimes when you look at other people and you start to feel those feelings of envy come up, you can ask yourself, what does it have to do with you? What does their life have anything to do with you? What does it have to do with the goals that you're seeking to accomplish in your life? Why does whatever they're doing actually matter when you have your own responsibilities in life to take care of? It's like, mind your own business, keep your eyes on your own paper. Again, stay in your own lane, stay on your path. And sometimes it's not always the easiest thing to focus on our own life, but if it means reaching out and asking someone for help when you need it and receiving that help, that's okay. And it's okay to be the person that's giving the help to somebody else too, if you feel empowered to do so. Something else that is really important to remember is that some of the people that you may envy, if you strip away all of their possessions, their appearance, and all of their other accomplishments and really look at who they are at the core of their being, I feel like some of these people that are idolized so much would end up last in line to those who have far less when it comes to being a decent human being. You know, this is what we should focus on in our day-to-day lives, working with our gifts humbly, gratefully to achieve as much as we can, not for the act of glorifying ourselves, but for something bigger. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential. 